Hi, everybody. Welcome to 4x5. This is Matt Harrison at Explosive Output on Twitter. Um, this is episode number two. Joining me today, my good friend, Matt Midlikowski, who I improperly called Matthew yesterday. That was really weird. Well, it I is know. my given name, but... It is. I, it's still improper. Uh, Matt and I have been <laughs> friends for a long time. Um, he goes by two T's. I go by one T uh, because of the amount of T's we have in the name Matt. Right. <laughs> that, is, that is that is correct. Collectively, we have three. You know, I have an extra. You have just the minimum amount to phonetically get the job done. So, you know, I'm a little superfluous. You are you are trimmed down and lean. We have come up with a couple of uh, pretty fun business ideas in the past that have to do with three T's. Um, mostly um, the sperm donation was was the main <laughs> When you say mostly, it makes it sound like there was more than one. <laughs> yeah, I, I unfortunately, I, I can only administrate now uh, if that business were to come to be. <laughs> it's all falling on me now, huh? Yeah, I feel bad for all of the guys that got vasectomies and now cannot watch basketball as they recuperate. But oh. I think we all have... We all have our, our cross to bear in these trying times. I would imagine times. the vasectomies were canceled um, uh, due to uh, the current state of uh, the medical field. Yeah, you know, and that's a tough one, too, because, you know, sort of I don't think you need an opportunity to prolong it any longer. So, you I, know, I wouldn't I, be surprised if there were some kind of, unintended consequences, if you know what I mean. Yeah, and this kind of leads in to our very first top five <laughs> list. And so uh, let's get to it. Sure. Top five balls. <laughs> yeah. You want to go first as the as the host and originator, or are you going to give me the, oh, the I, first spot? I defer to the guest all the time. Uh, all right. Usually we go five to one. What do you got? I, I got number five. My number five greatest ball is Dragon Ball Z. Now, what? Is that an actual ball? That well, I mean, it's in the title, and I'm not going to get into it. If you don't know what it is, you know, it, me telling you is is not going to, and I'm not going to get into it any further because if you're a super fan, you already know the greatness of the animated series. So, you know, I don't need to dress it up anymore. But this is in pop culture. I mean, you kind of had to be a fan. You had to hit the right spot, but. Who doesn't Never, love ever seen Japanese? Episode of it. I wasn't sure if it was a game, a video game, or a TV show, honestly. It, it was both. Yeah, okay. So, you know, I don't think you have to be too nerdy. It was kind of one of the first Japanese anime shows to hit over here. And it's just as wacky as you can imagine. And that's the best part of it. All right. What's your number four? Uh, my number four is Meatball. That's a pretty good one. Yeah. You know, and, and, you know, Swedish, you know, style doesn't really matter, but you know, I'm a food guy. If you can take the greatness of a hamburger and condense it down into something that, you know, can roll around on a plate, I think you're doing some good work there. <laughs> Excellent. Um, I, I do have a food ball on my top five list, Okay, but, but, but the rest of mine were, you know, traditional uh sport balls you well sport balls coming up in the top three i have all sport balls remaining so okay good 
And I think you could probably guess um, what some of them are. So I'll go to number three, and it is the golf ball. Ooh, um, twinsies. It's, you know, it, it's one of these sports that, you know, everybody likes to try. There's not so many people that are good at them, but I played golf in high school, kind of carried that along, and I, I, I enjoyed that I gave up uh, other sports for, for the golf ball because it's kind of one of those that are fun to be good as an adult watching people that aren't very good at it try to figure it out. Yeah. And, number two. Uh, my number two is, is a bowling ball. Of course. Of course it is. And I, you know, again, it's a really nerdy thing. If you and your commonality with the game of bowling is I go and I rent shoes and I grab a ball off a rack. I don't believe that ball is very great. But once you get into <laughs> the competitive nature of, of bowling, if, if, if you want to give us that, um, bowling balls are a lot like irons in your golf bag. They do all kinds of different things. And you know because uh, you've known me for long enough and all my friends and the crazy bowling stuff that we do. I have nine of I, them sitting in my basement so right now, and <laughs> that's not that's as ridiculous. big as my collection's been. Now, before you go to your number one, I, yep. I was thinking a lot about versatility of, yes. of the balls that, that I had, and I, I didn't put bowling ball on my list simply because the only other use for the bowling ball is really just a weapon, Right. Yes. <laughs> so, but uh, I do remember the uh, the scene from Days to Confused where they threw it through the back windshield <laughs> of a car. Uh, that was uh, that. That's why bowling ball probably came in at number six for me. Yeah, boat anchor. You know, is about the only other one. <laughs> it's getting... <laughs> All right. What's uh, number one? My number one is the venerable baseball. Mm. Uh, it was the sport that I grew up playing. I think it is it lends itself to the best sports movies um, in my opinion. And it's sort of like the romance of sports, I think is best sort of uh, comes across the best in, in baseball. Um, I don't have baseball on my list. Uh, mostly because I, uh, the baseball is too hard to like, you, you need other equipment to play baseball. Fair. And, and, and it's not a standalone ball. So uh, my number five ball is similar to a baseball, though. Uh, it's a wiffle ball. Mm-hmm. Um, you, can, you can do a lot with a wiffle ball. You can play pickleball. You can play baseball. Lots of different things. Uh, they're cheap. They're, uh, they, they, you, can, you can get a whole bunch of them for a, a small amount of money. Uh, crank them over the fence. Don't worry too much about them. Uh, fairly disposable. Uh, and it's pretty fun to just uh, hit a wiffle ball so hard that you put a dent in it. I'm, I'm okay with that. I do, I do have to, you know, make mention here that you're saying that the reason why it's good is you can play baseball. So I feel like, <laughs> <laughs> I feel like you're, you're, you're lending a little I'm, bit of, you can of play meat to my number one. Wiffle ball. This is true. <laughs> you, you can't have like a wiffle ball war and, and throw wiffle balls at each other with a baseball. Somebody's going to get killed. Uh, well, I mean, it adds excitement. I do agree with your sentiment overall. <laughs> uh, number four for me, a ball of chocolate chip cookie oh, dough. God. There's a lot of things you can make into a ball. <laughs> well, that's how you make chocolate this chip is cookies true. is you make them into balls and you throw them on the thing. But um, before they become cookies, they're better anyway. I'm a chocolate chip cookie dough over cookies all day yes, long. Yes, sir. 
Uh, I had golf ball at three as well. Uh, there is versatility in golf balls. I have hit them with baseball bats, and that's very fun to do because you feel like, you, I mean, you can hit it three, 400 feet. If you, you feel like the superhero hitting, cranking these huge home runs. And it's also key to one of the better scenes in the movie Tin Cup where Roy McAvoy plays um, with a shovel, a rake, and a baseball bat in his bag instead of his golf clubs because he's hocked his golf clubs. So, um, Also a, a key to the ladder ball game. Sure. Yes, it is. And some other, some other yard games that are out there. And mini putt. Yeah. I mean, mini golf. Let's go. Uh, number two, I have the football. The reason I have the football, if there's a football sitting around at a, at a barbecue or a tailgate party, Somebody will pick up the football and they will throw the football because football is just fun to throw. No, no arguments there. Yeah. And my number one ball, this is controversial here. This goes back to my youth. The most versatile ball that we had was the tennis ball. We used the tennis ball for everything. We did use it for tennis, but we used it for baseball. We used it for hockey. We used it for just all sorts of different stuff. The tennis ball. I, the most versatile ball. I agree. Love that a can. Yeah. What kind of ball comes in a can? This is fantastic. I was, I was close to putting the racquetball on my list for the very same reason. I, we didn't play tennis in my family, but for some reason, my dad had a handful of racquetballs rolling around, and we used them for everything. And, yeah, it, it's... It's even the smell is of like that old rubber. Just, yeah, it's, it's a childhood thing. It's great. You're a fan of old rubber. You always yeah, I mean, new rubber's good too, but in a pinch, <laughs> use the old. All right, let's move on to our next top five list, and that is top five mixed yes, drinks. Yes, sir. All right. Um, I, I have a feeling we're going to have some – pretty different mixed drinks that we have on here and i think i think so i think you're going to be a little bit snobbier than i am i am maybe maybe we're maybe we're not so far off i don't know okay let's hear uh my number five is the long island iced tea Ooh, i do like those it's not this but yeah and i you know top five mixed drinks you know best whatever you want to call it um i just went down almost for for no reason whatsoever. And it's like, if I had it and I had a good experience, it was probably making the list, but the long <laughs> Island iced tea is like what it lacks in sophistication. It may just getting the job done. It's like the Quentin Tarantino sure movie of, of mixed drinks. <laughs> Number four. Uh, I have the Tom Collins, the vodka Collins. Uh, it's okay. a summer thing. It's cool. It's, I don't know. It, it's not heavy. It feels like you can drink a bunch and you can. I'm not so sure you should, but there you go. I'm not a gin guy, so uh, the gin drinks tend to uh, I'm steer away. Not a ton. You know, that's why the vodka on there. It, you can. I like the versatility of the wash there almost as much as, you know, the principal alcohol itself. Absolutely. Uh, my number three is the Bloody Mary. Hey, that one's on my And, list. you know, I believe that even just the basic, we don't have to start sticking, 
you know, the, the cheeseburger on the stick and the bacon and the, and the, every, all the other stuff. If you want to, that's great. Why wouldn't we? Right. But I'll even just take the standard, but I believe you, you need a Blatz or a PBR as your chaser. I don't think you should go any fancier than that on a chaser. <laughs> Bud Light. <laughs> I mean, you, you can, uh, but if you're only going to drink a little bit of beer, it should be pretty shitty beer. Um, uh, my number two. Spoken like a true Wisconsinite, sure. by the way. Well, you, you'll find that out at where number one's at. But uh, my, yeah, here we go. my number two is a screwdriver. And because you can drink it in the morning, question mark. I mean, you can drink all of them in the morning, but I guess it's a little classier to put orange juice in your drinks in the morning. Yeah, there we go. Uh, I, mine, my, uh, one of mine is not far off of the uh, screwdriver, and I'll explain that in a minute. And my number one is the, the Wisconsin standard, the brandy old-fashioned. And Oh, yeah. If sweet, sour, whatever you want, but, you know, it, it almost should be brandy, at least, if, at least mm-hmm. if you're from this state. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, Scotty Old Fashions are delish and they make my list too all right my top five um number five it's a it's a little uh diversion off of the screwdriver and it's called the tom lynn uh my (laughs) my father-in-law tom lynn invented it uh and it's a it's a screwdriver but instead of uh full orange juice you go half orange juice and half lemonade and by golly, if you're out hitting the golf balls early in the morning, that is like the perfect drink to get going. And it's actually the perfect drink anytime you're on a golf uh, course. Yeah, and and that, that's just your father-in-law trying to get his name into the Arnold Palmer drink category. Uh, you know what? I, he, he he just started calling them his own <laughs> name um, at the golf course to the uh, the beer cart girls. And uh, they come back and they just make them oh, for Of course. Him. And I found if you... If you just give it a name like that, if I say, you know, I want the screwdriver with uh, half orange juice, half lemonade. Yeah, you do that for the first one. But if you call it the Tom Lins, when they come back the next time, they know what to make. Do, do you have to have originated that? Or if I go and say that, they'll be like, how do you know Tom? <laughs> <laughs> they, they probably would say that. Uh, I have Bloody Mary as my number four. Uh, you, you said it all. Uh, I like a pickle, a meat stick and a cheese yeah. stick in mine. Um, and that, uh, that's all I need. I don't need much more than that. I'm not an olive guy. So, uh, we'll keep all the stuffed olives. Yeah. I keep the mushrooms out of there too, by the way. Uh, I've never seen mushrooms. Yeah, in you know, people with the Bloody Mary bar have gone a little bit overboard. Um, <laughs> but just whatever you can put on a pizza well, goes in a Bloody but it's Mary. It's like overkill is still underrated. So, I mean, you gotta let the the people get all the way to the far side of the spectrum so you can settle in the appropriate area um you thought i was going to be classier than (laughs) you but uh i'm gonna i'm gonna class it down a bit uh i have as my number three it's kind of my drink of choice right now um crown royal apple with cranberry juice okay and if you haven't had it yet it's it's just a cran apple. You throw it on some ice, and you can it, it it'll get the job done. And you can really drink a whole bunch of them, and they taste delicious. I think the only downside to that is I'm not sure you can order that in a in a loud bar. 
just takes too long. Yeah. <laughs> it's two ingredients. Well, right, but to just to say the words, it'll take a long time. Yeah. Well, he, here's how you do it. You go, do you got crown apple? And they go, yeah. And you go, that with cranberry. All right. It's done. It's done. Uh, vodka soda is my number two. Um, it's nice. It's simple. It's clean. Um, you, you, you can drink it anywhere. Um, it, it can be uh, dressed up or dressed down. Uh, throw a lime in there and it's freaking perfect. Uh, it's, it's just an easy, nice, good drink, uh, especially with Tito's if you're into that. Yeah. And then I have the old fashioned as my number one as well. Uh, I do like the Scotty old fashioned the best, but, uh, I'm, I'm, I'm up for, uh, all sorts of different old fashions. They're all good. Yes, sir. All right. Um, we got to get to the next list and that is top five condiments. Yes. Um, the controversy is going to be, uh, slathered on. <laughs> yes. Intended like a sauce. Yeah, just like a good sauce. Um, all right, you you go. First. I'm gonna fire away, and I'm not sure if I'm gonna start the controversy here or if this is just gonna just set the appropriate tone. But it probably will set the tone with with the euros. The the yogurt based tzatziki sauce is my number five, <laughs> and I think everybody knows how good it is with the euros. But uh, if you're out and about. A lot of the fondue places have taken to putting that alongside, and it's just a banger. It is, it's creamy, it's cool, it's the perfect complement if you got you know something meaty and savory, and that's that's my number five. <laughs> Wonderful. All right, I can't wait to get the other four. Well, it, it gets okay. Uh, the number four is just your baseline barbecue sauce, and. Mm. I mean, I guess I maybe should have told you this. Like, ketchup and mustard ain't, ain't fine in my top five. And I don't think that they, you know, I wouldn't hold it against you if they were your number one and two. They're just two on oh. the nose. But barbecue sauce, tomato-based, you get all of the benefits of ketchup, plus you get the extra. And, you know, put it on your wings. And even if you're, you're saucing them after or before, I love cooking with barbecue sauce. I mix it in my hamburger meat to make hamburgers. It's, it's the best. If you don't know how to use barbecue sauce. I don't understand sauce, why it's not number one. Then. Well, the I guess doing? it's not the best. Uh, but it's like <laughs> extra ketchup, a better version of ketchup, in my opinion. Uh, number three, sour cream. Uh, yeah. Yep. I, you know, it might find my list as well. It, you, know, you know, the baked potato all the way to the quesadilla. How can, how can you do it without them, you know? You can't. Uh, you just. I'm on the nose for number two, though. It's ranch dressing, and it. Oh, our lists are too similar. <laughs> oh no. <laughs> I I don't feel like I felt like I lived so much in my life without ranch that you know then it's like I found it and I'm like oh I married that one, you know a lot of girlfriend condiments I had <laughs> growing up, and then I found the ranch and I don't think there's any going back. Um, <laughs> number one is mayonnaise hmm. and, you know, good on a sandwich. Everyone's going to, I think their minds are going to go there, but if you're a potato salad fan, if you are a coleslaw flat fan, you can't do it without the mayo. It is. Versatile. I think it is the heaviest lifter of all the condiments. Um, it's the base for so many dips and all that other kind of stuff that 
if it's not number one, I understand. But the thinking man's number one is mayonnaise. <laughs> <laughs> so if if you're you know if you're on the uh, the dating game of condiments, you're gonna marry ranch. What are you doing with mayonnaise? Ooh, uh, well you know I'm down to f mayonnaise any day of the week. <laughs> Uh, my top five condiments. Uh, number coming in at number five, salsa. Yeah, uh, salsa is uh, the way better version of ketchup, mm-hmm. uh, Mexican ketchup. Um, you can dip it in in the chips. Uh, anything Mexican, salsa's on it. Uh, number four, sour cream. You kind of covered it. Uh, just great on everything you do. Uh, underrated as the uh, seasoned sour cream. Throw a little seasoning in there. And uh, you got the waffle fries and the sour cream. Delish. Uh, Number three, um, my only diversion from you, well, I guess salsa was too, sriracha. Okay. Um, Big fan of the sriracha. Uh, Like it on eggs. Um, Like it on just about anything that needs a little bit of heat. And uh, it it just adds a nice little kick. Um, Are you saying that sriracha is the best of the hot sauces? I think it is the best of the yeah. hot sauces. I I would agree. I was a Frank's guy for for a long time, and I think Frank's is the was the first player in the game. Frank's is a good wing sauce, right. but uh, I, I I really like sriracha for its versatility. I agree. I think you know Frank's laid the path down for sriracha. Uh, it, I, I don't know I, if you look at the bottle of sriracha, it feels like sriracha has been around since like the 800s in oh, China. Oh, absolutely. I just think, yeah, I think <laughs> I think branding in the United States. It took I think s- sriracha invented Frank. Probably, but it took Franks and the wing game to sort of bring sriracha to the tables of America. Uh, number two, I got ranch uh, for everything you mentioned. Number one, I got barbecue sauce. Oh, um, here's here's the here's the controversy. I hate ketchup. Okay. I think ketchup is, is barbecue sauce without flavor. Um, I think ketchup is soggy tomato juice and vinegar. Um, why not, you know, throw some smokiness and some sweetness and um, you get a little bit of the mustard flavor in some barbecue sauces too. There's so many different layers of barbecue sauce and there's so many good ones. You want it spicy. You want it smoky. You want it sweet. You want honey in it. Uh, you can do anything with barbecue sauce and I, it's my, you're preaching to the choir, baby. Yeah. All right. Our final, uh, top five list of the day. Top five shows that your parents watched that you wound up liking as an adult. And this one for me, my number one was very, very easy. Okay. After that, I really had to think about what my parents watched on TV. I couldn't remember <laughs> well, the things they watched. And this was my so list. There are, I had to really dig into this one. So, you know, the thing that I always kind of think back to is that when I was a kid, TV was just on. You weren't, you were, watching anything was good. And, and you weren't allowed choices. And I didn't have a TV in my room. So, that's why I watched all the James Bond movies when uh, TBS did its like whole month of Bond stuff. And like a movie was watchable because there was no alternative. So I have all these shows that were just on as my parents watched them that they weren't marketed towards kids. They weren't the family matters style sitcoms, 
But then I sure. catch him again on Netflix or Nick at Night is the this should just be the Nick at Night category. As I grew up and I'm like, oh, these shows are pretty good. And that's hence that why we have this category. So. All right. What do you got for number five? My number five is Night Court. And it. Dude, <laughs> Night Court made my list. All right. And it's, it's so weird because, again, completely antithetical to what like a kid should like. So, like, even going, oh, I'm going to watch Night Court, like, you'd have been like, oh, that's that crummy show that my dad watched. But the characters were awesome. It, you know, led into all of the ensemble sitcoms of, of, that we came to love um, through the 90s and that. And it wacky, like, wacky characters. Yeah. So Off the wall uh, stuff happening in Night yeah. Court every time. Somewhat true happenings at least in terms of these things existed. So uh, my number four is Wings. If you remember Sandpiper Air. Okay, I remember. was a couple of brothers that ran a small, yes. And again, you know, it's kind of one of those things where I, I remember Tony Shalhoub. I, re- I wound up liking Monk. You know, that was sort of the introduction to Tony Shalhoub and his, again, wackier characters, Lowell and... It kind of hits the same note as Night Court, but apparently from just a small airline perspective. It's <laughs> great. I mean, it's the Night Court for small airlines. Well, yeah. And well, and you find too, Night Court and Wings weren't written by the same folks, but there's a through line with a lot of those 80s and 90s sitcoms that the same writers wrote them and da da da. And you wind up hitting a lot of the same major notes, but. Uh, They're all the Burroughs, Charles Burroughs written. <laughs> yes. Uh, my number three uh, is MASH. And this okay. is probably the one that, I mean, you can still turn on TV and it's on, it's ubiquitous. It was the most popular show, you know, for whatever. But I think as an adult watching it back, you see a lot of the societal things that they were talking about, wrapping it up and making it digestible in a comedy. So, it, that show did a lot of heavy lifting. I mean, I think there's some people I've heard talk about that Klinger's portrayal of a transgendered man, even though he wasn't doing it out of a lifestyle choice, was the first time that that was represented on TV in a real way. So um, lots of stuff going on on MASH. And of course, the finale was the most watched show for decades. Um, yeah. My number two is Quantum Leap. The sci-fi... Uh, Scott, Scott Bakula as, as Sam and Al. I, what I liked about that show is, again, a lot of societal commentary, difficult um, topics being uh, touched on with basically two characters. It, with just Sam and just Al as the focal point, y- you became invested in those characters, even though that the, uh, the episodes turned every week and you weren't sure where they were going as characters. I think that gave it like, almost like a, this weird anxiety. Is he going to get out? Well, of course he's going to get out. There's going to be another show next week, but it, it <laughs> led something to the drama side of it, even though it was still a pretty lighthearted show um, because it was episodic. Will he make the next yeah. leap? I mean, <laughs> will he? Oh, of course the show is going to be on next week. The TV guide says it was. So, um, and the number one is cheers. And no, it, it, and it also is the best one. theme song, I think, ever written for 
a TV program. But again, it's got it's got the characters. It's the ensemble. You find something you like, and it's like real people stuff. Again, I, I vaguely remember liking it as a kid, but then loved it as an adult. Yeah, uh, it it kept growing and getting better and better uh, as we went. So, um, my top five has a very similar thread. Um, it starts with MacGyver. Yes. Uh, my dad was a big MacGyver guy, uh, so much that he called duct tape MacGyver tape <laughs> in my household. Um, it, it spawned spinoffs like MacGruber. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but uh, yeah, I just, I, I, I always thought MacGyver was just kind of a cool show. He always got out of it in a weird, stupid way. And it was like, oh my God, how did he do this again? Yeah. Um, my number four, uh, this one, I, 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 I don't think it's controversial, but uh, it's just a show that's it's still on today. It's uh, Wheel of Fortune. Um, Wheel of Fortune in uh, my neck of the woods was on at 630 every evening. And Wheel of Fortune was on during dinner at my house every day growing up uh, to the point where we would, you know, all kind of uh, play along with it and uh, I got pretty good at it as a kid so I always, always like Wheel of Fortune because I I, I, I thought I could rock it. I Out of all of the show. game shows that was the one that was probably the most family oriented in that you didn't really have to you didn't have to it wasn't like Jeopardy where you had to know stuff it was just can you read and <laughs> take a <laughs> and you <laughs> it would be better if the show oh, was called that, that show these days should be there a show just called can you read because i i'm afraid the answer is too many times no someone cannot but uh number three another differentiator here uh, all right yes um that show was rad unfortunately no you can't find it anymore because of uh obviously what happened with 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 bill but i uh, still it, it was just such a good show while it was on, and it it, it holds up, I bet. And it's uh, sad what. Has yeah, happened I still with that think show. that that might be the best show in history in terms of being able to sit down, adults and children together, and be entertained legitimately by it. Sure, uh, I had Night Court as number two for <laughs> all your aforementioned reasons, and uh, oh, I too had it's Cheers just the best one. Uh, that was. It was just, it was too easy to uh, get that one. Uh, that one was on after the late local news here in Minneapolis for years and years. Uh, so it was, you know, the 1035 cheers. And then it went to uh, either Johnny awesome. Carson or Jay yeah. Leno. So, uh, yeah, it brings back a lot of memories. And uh, I, don't, I don't know, you always cheered for uh, them defeating uh, Gary's yes. Old Town Tavern. And uh, uh Watching Kevin McHale count the bolts in the Boston hey. Garden floor. Uh, all sorts of just fun things. And, Absolutely. Uh, and cheers there. We did it. We did it, Matt. Um, you are on Twitter at Midlikowski, M-I-D-L-I-K-O-W-S-K-I. Yeah. And it's, it's one of the easiest name. Polish names, really, that you could have. It, it's not like Krzyzewski or right. anything like that. So give it a try. <laughs> 
you should probably throw a Z uh, in there. Just if I fun. would have uh, been born on the other side of, of my family, I would have had plenty of CZs and very long runs of consonants. So I'm, my wife barely likes my name as it is, her name now. So I didn't need it to be any more complex. <laughs> Perfect. Uh, yeah, and uh, we can find you. you. You're doing some golf writing when uh, golf, when golf is, is available. available. Yeah, right. uh, I've been with Predictum.com for um, over 10 years. I'm kind of a graybeard in the content game. Um, so, yeah, yeah. Predictum.com is a great website for free picks, and I've manned their golf desk for years and years and years, and I'm a little sad that <laughs> I'm not – trying to figure out uh, my article for the masters right now, but all in due time, I guess. It is a bummer. Um, we'll have to uh, like figure out how to get uh, our Wii back oh, online. Yeah. And play some I, I, we still have it plugged in. The kids were playing it the other day and then uh, something happened and I couldn't get it figured out. So our Wii might have gone to the great beyond. Mm. Um. My son, we we thought ours died too. My oldest son Tate, he figured out a way to like reset the thing, and it came back to life. So you might I'll take a look. But Hollis, you a couple Google uh, documents. Yeah, on Hollis uh, showed me today how to play Fortnite. So that's that. I'm thinking that's where we're going for the for the next uh, foreseeable future. So yep, it's all over now. <laughs> All right. Thanks, Matt. Uh, we will talk to you again, uh, you know, maybe on one of the future episodes of this. Uh, this uh, I, I just want you to bring podcast. me back when we do top five mats and um, why we didn't do it for this one. Mm. I'm not sure, but maybe it was just too on the nose. Um, uh, right. We'll put it in the uh, in the list of next top five things. All right, we need man. To do. You guys be well. All right. And everybody follow us on Twitter at 4x5pod. Um, That's 4x5pod on Twitter. All right. uh, For Matt, this is Matt. Later.